Bobby Unser, part two. And just a reminder, there's going to be a long story in here. Stick with it because the payoff is totally not worth it. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. So, so at this point, you're retired, but you're not retired because you made a comeback 12 years later in a series that we've always wanted to talk about but have never had the opportunity because no one's driven in it that we've right. worked with. Well, I think Brian Redman did. But oh, Brett, but yeah, we just yeah, we did we get to the other things. Fast Masters. Oh, Fast Masters. Okay. We're going to set the stage for the fans that don't know what Fast Masters is, although there's a ton of it on YouTube. But basically, Jaguar mm. comes out with a XK220 supercar. And the 220 stood for how fast it could go. It go 220 miles an hour. I think it was like a million dollars or something. Yeah. It was this crazy fast uh, car. 750000 There you go. And they decided the best way to promote this car would be to take it with minimal safety upgrades to what's now known as, is it Lucas Oil Raceway Park right now? Okay, so basically Indianapolis Raceway Park at the time, the small oval that's just a few minutes away from the speedway, and race it on a really terrible road course. They made a road course. And they also ran the oval. There's mm. videos of oval, the Some racing. Of the oval. Yeah, yeah. But they, they'd come off, uh, we ran through three and four yeah. on the oval. Mm -hmm. And on the front straightaway, we'd take off right after the like pit out, basically. finish line. Yeah, right and dive into the road course. Yeah, and the road course being a 90 left, 90 right, and then basically like a hairpin onto the oval. Mm -hmm. And they took ex-champions and, and people of notoriety from the sport and just kind of threw you guys out there. Some of those guys were good drivers of their own yeah. deal. You know? Yeah, but not necessarily in these kind of cars. So the video, I remember watching this on like ESPN2, might have even been on like Thursday Night Thunder or whatever that was called when they used to show the USAC sprints and stuff like that. And it was chaos even then. But watching those races now on YouTube, the liability that was there, because you guys are wearing open face helmets, you're racing in a NASCAR three and four at, you know, 140 miles an hour in streetcars, which are not meant to wreck into concrete walls like this. And then they bring Parnelli in. Yeah. And that son of a buck is still good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you won the championship. Yeah. So he's pretty good, but you're pretty good, too. Well, I ah, wow. just a little bit better at the time, you know. <laughs> what was the deal like for you with that series? Because, well, I mean, it's you're coming out just to kind of – it's more about the show, and I'm sure you were paid, like, appearance fees, and it's it's trying to, like, help sell a car. How did, how'd it go? Those cars couldn't be sold. Okay. What they were is – Jaguar. I'll show you how dumb those Englishmen are. <laughs> they had Sorry, no <laughs> idea. They thought they built those friggin' cars. Love you, Dad. 750,000 people would stay in line to buy them. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't run on a highway or street in the America, United States. Oh, they weren't street America. legal in the U.S.? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, part. they are now because of the 25 year rule. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Are they now? Yeah, because like anything is after 25 years, there's like no tax on oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And anyway, they came to me and says, you want to run that? I know they needed me. Right. But by the same token, they were going to have, for example, Rutherford be the test driver to get him set up for all of us to race. Well, number one, Rutherford, can't, he, can't, he can't run a road course. He doesn't know where to go. <laughs> Johnny's <laughs> always been that way. Okay. And so they come to me and says, 
would you sign up for it? And I said, no. I said, number one, I said, why would you guys get Rutherford to test those cars? Now, get me, I'll go do it. Okay, let's do that. <laughs> and boy, they just jumped back. Oh, no, we can't do that. Well, I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. why are you getting Rutherford? And, and so, I, I wish I could remember the guy's name. Uh, Terry Lingner? Yeah, Terry Lingner. Yeah. yeah. See, you're the only guy that remembers all that uh, stuff. <laughs> That's why this is working. Yeah, it works. <laughs> yeah. So Linger, Linger, Terry would come up to me again and ask me, I'd say, Terry, I'm telling you, I won't run if you don't have this thing totally legit. I says, that means if you're going to let somebody screw with the cars, you're going to let somebody start testing them, it's going to run the race, let me do it or I ain't going to run. And that's my last word that I can tell you. I said, make it legit. And I says, I'll go run with you. And, and so he thought about that, I guess. He must have. <laughs> because he took Rutherford out of... Johnny couldn't have done it. See what would have happened with Johnny? He would have given us a bucket <laughs> Well, I mean, not on purpose. I understand. He just doesn't... Road courses are your thing. No, yeah, yeah it's not his thing. Yeah. And I mean, I... Jeez, I can do that stuff drunk, you know? <laughs> and so... And so finally we made peace. Lingler and I did. Nobody's going to get any money on a deal. Okay. Nobody. If somebody gets a dollar, you better like you get were two for me. Huh? You were doing this for fun? No, 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 no. The, the winner of okay. the end race is going to get a hundred grand. Okay, but there wasn't I, an appearance fee or anything. No. Oh, wow. oh no, interesting. I, we, I just assumed you yeah. all got paid. No, well, when you look no. at the list of people, it's yeah, shocking it like, that it wasn't that way. Oh, yeah. they all wanted to run. Yeah. yeah. Their families came with them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Parnelli brought all his people. David yeah. Pearson brought all his people. Yeah. That freaking Pearson don't sleep. Man, he's good. I mean, I've known that for years, you know. And, and so I'd like to work on my car a little bit. I can't even check the air. You know, I can't do anything. They, you and do they anything. watch me more than anybody. Yeah. I'm just somebody looking at me all Under the what? time I'm there. Yeah, see? right. And so, I don't know, but but everything is going. Do you know the best driver was there? Fulmer. George Fulmer. George Fulmer. George yeah, Fulmer. really. Yeah, I believe it's it. all the sports car guys. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and and I like George, and and I know he, he's always had a little problem here, a little problem there, but he's he's the guy goes fast. I oh, used yeah. to watch him run the IROC cars because yeah. I ran them too. Yep. So I could gauge, yeah. I could gauge what I was doing by what Fulmer's doing. I mean, pretty easy because I know he can go fast, and and he was my most competition by far. And and I mean, I, I know George pretty well. I haven't run against him in, that I can remember. But I've also done the IROC. He does them. And I can tell how I am against him by the speeds we do in our practice or whatever, yep. you know? And so, Fulmer's down there, and, and I mean, there's just no question about it. The son of a gun knows how to get, get around. He does really good. So like when we get ready to do the race, we're both on the front row, and, and I just, took my car and reached over there and just scraped the side of his car right off. <laughs> took the mirror off and everything. Now that's just a sign of what's going to happen. Just a Get set ready. of precedent. And that's and a $750,000 car. Yeah. Yeah, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, Keep yeah, going. Yeah. Keep going. But as you that, want. It won't form her up. I mean, right, right. poor George, he doesn't know. 
Am I pissed off? What? Right, what yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, he We're was good fucking friends. With him. Yeah. I mean, I talk to him on the phone pretty often. Yeah. You're just disrupting. But he it. doesn't yeah. know. Yeah. I just uh, took it off. Wow! <laughs> I can just see him saying, "Wow, what's on so what, What's that about? Yeah, yeah right. You're just getting so, in his head. So they start the race and. We we were terribly competitive. I mean, so close you wouldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah, you guys aren't messing around. No, and then we go down into the first turns, and God damn, George is right with me. Yeah. Neither one of us could get a jump on the other one. Right, getting right. down there, and you know, he like you, kiddingly told me that he really needed the money too. <laughs> well, I'm serious. He was he was broke. Right. He needed the money bad, and and so we go down to the first turns wherever the hell they were, and, and somehow or another, we just stayed totally, right. touching each other damn near, but just stayed totally that way, and, and I come out a little bit better on the back straightaway, and, you know, after that, that's ah, pretty easy for me, because, man, I had that stuff down pat, those cars, whoever did the development on them, they were good, Yeah, you know, I could really leg that sucker, like, through three and four turns, you know, man. So, so they don't realize I used to run sprint cars. Right. Now we're coming down for the start. You got Parnelli back there. You got all the goddamn Pearson. You got all some of the guys that are really good. Used to really be legends, you know. And so I go to work and hit the brakes and then stand on the gas. I, I come around next time, there's wrecks everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you look through the results sheets, it's like so many cars couldn't advance because they were destroyed That's in the right. previous run. Like, yeah. So, so now, uh, Johnny Caples, he's, he was the big shot at USAC in those days. Okay. See, so they're doing the race. So we're having a driver's meeting. And that Caples from Albuquerque. And and I know that somebody's going to do whatever he can. Stop he, he'd been jealous of the answers forever. Right, 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 right. So in the driver's meeting, I told him right in front of everybody. I said, John, don't F around. <laughs> I says, I'm just telling you, don't do it. I says, if you don't start the race when you should, don't run it from upstairs. Mm -hmm. I said, let it go. I said, you won't like what I do. I said, just don't do it. Yeah. And Cables knows, because when I tell Cables that, I'm ready to have another fight. It yeah, wouldn't right. make yeah. difference to me at all, you know? <laughs> and, and so we, we come down for the start, same old deal, Palmer and I take off, and, and I get pretty far out in front of them. The problem is, Somebody keeps wrecking. Right. And we keep having the yellow flags. Right, see? right. And, and they're making them goddamn yellow flags. Looks like they, they're made for Bobby, is what <laughs> I'm starting to figure out, you know? I'd get out, and I'd get a real good lead. Right. And I'd get to where I wasn't hurting the engine, wasn't hurting the brakes. Everything's cool, you know? Yeah. And here come another yellow. Starting them freaking NASCAR yellows. Okay, see? okay. That's, that's what they're doing about half the time. Yeah. Because they wasn't wrecking all the time, see? And so I'm getting a little bit mad. So now the next time they got that yellow out again, and I can tell it's a NASCAR yellow. Yeah. So I go around it now. Now when I'm going into turn three, now I'll nail that son of a bitch. Take off, <laughs> and I can't even see the next guy in the mirror. And and they'll throw the green flag, and then real quick throw a yellow. Right, right. And Bobby did that, see. Yeah. So so now I know I know Capels is up there screwing around. See? I told him don't do this. Right. You know. And and so next time. I'd bog him, I'd maybe gas it and turn, going into turn three in the back straightaway. Right. In the middle of the turn, I'd slow way down. Shit, I look back there, them goddamn race cars are going everywhere. Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah. at the time, you're financially pretty well off, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you don't need the hundred grand 
You're just well, that competitive. Well, but I did. Well, I mean, you'll take 100 grand, right? I but, talked but, in my head, and I said, wow, I need that money. I, I think it's more competitive. But I won for the right? heat race, too. I got another, I don't know, 15 or so for that. See? Right. But I bet it's more you just want to win because the names oh, and the shit, yeah. yeah. Oh, even man. then, even I then mean, you were like, no, no, we're here to play. We're here to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I had, I had, I had death in my teeth, man. I'm going to win that son of a bitch, <laughs> no matter amazing. what. And amazing. I can't outrun them. I knew that right. after a while, you know. Yeah. Because like in the practice and stuff, I just whack so yeah. bad. See? These are street cars. Yeah, yeah. So those fun. cars handle like a real race car. Yeah, they look they look proper. Oh, I'm telling you what. So just to give a rundown on some of the names entered, because they had a bunch of the, these races. Uh, you had Bobby Allison, Donnie Allison, Buddy Baker, Gary Bettenhausen, Derek Bell, Dick Trickle, Roger Ward. Bell was a good driver. Yeah, yeah. We had dinner with him last week. Yeah, Derek Bell. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Don't count him out. I just get away with him in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Henri Pescarolo, like, like, just like crazy, you know, amount of drivers that were entered. I knew, I knew what every car, every Jaguar that was there. Yeah. I knew whether it was good or not so good. Yeah. Okay. The one I got for the race was not so good. Yeah. But that's all right. The engines were all the same. Uh huh. And I still had enough to outrun the other guys. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I had more fun running that thing. It looked like I mean, a blast. I, I, yeah. I laughed at all the guys. Told my kids this. I didn't have one family member there. Not one. <laughs> Parnelli had all of them. Pearson had all of them. Baker had all of them. Yeah, right. I mean, everybody brought their families up. It's like a vacation for everybody. I showed up to race. You came to win. <laughs> yeah. You came to win. That's amazing. Um, we do a pass-along question while you're having some, sure. some food. So yesterday we had lunch in Houston with astronaut Drew Foistel, who literally just got back from the International Space Station like 14 days ago or something. And uh, he's a big racing fan. He's been taking pictures and posting them online from space of all the racetracks that IndyCar's been racing on this year in Formula One and MotoGP. He's a really neat guy. And he wanted to know, for you specifically, what been life's biggest surprise? Winning Indy. I mean, I never thought I could win it. My first win in 68, I knew I had a fast car. Physically knew it. Because I blew everybody off. First 170 mile an hour lap in history. Did all that stuff. But I couldn't see how a guy from Albuquerque, New Mexico could go to Indianapolis and win the biggest race in the world. I just didn't see it. And I just kind of followed my nose. And when it happened, it happened. I mean, Leonard was a good friend of mine, nice guy. But man, that Granatelli screwed him up, gave him a, a, a slow car. and. and my gear shift totally came disconnected. It was in fourth gear. That's all I had, period. So when I'd leave the pits, those, those offy engines made 85 horsepower before the turbo kicked in. 85, that's what an old Ford V8 used to make. That's right. a pretty big That's jump. the reason yeah. I can yeah. remember it so easy, right. okay? 85 horsepower, so when I would leave the pits, 70 gallons of fuel, 70 or 75. Jeez. I don't remember exactly yeah, on right, that. Right. 
That's a lot of weight. Just think how much think, weight that was. Just think yeah. of 70 gallon jugs full of gas. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? behind you. Yeah. And I mean, when they'd fuel that car, my knees would goom like that because the sides would go yeah, right. kerplunk. Yeah. You know? It's a lot of fuel. Yeah, it's a bomb. Yeah, and so I didn't have first gear, second, third. I only had fourth gear. Right. So I passed Leonard. I would have, I would have finished that race if I'd have kept my fourth or my four gears. Mm-hmm. I'd have finished that race. I'd have probably <coughs> lapped Leonard at least once, complete lap. Yeah. At least. I like that you look back and say, "I didn't win enough." <laughs> like, <laughs> I should have won by I more. I should have won by more. I'm mad about Not competitive this. at all. <laughs> Well, you know, is the big, life's biggest surprise. Racing's a hard life. I'm going to tell you something. Well, back the way you guys did it. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not now. <laughs> it's difficult. It's not, not nearly as terrifying. Tomorrow we're going to have dinner with Linda Vaughn. Sure you guys have crossed paths at some oh. point. Oh, known her since she was a little girl almost, you know. Well, we're going to have dinner with her tomorrow night, and if you'd ever want to ask her a question that you could hide behind us on, what would it be? I wouldn't have to ask her a question. I already know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So I wouldn't ask her anything. I'm okay. going to tease her about some things I know. Okay, what should work? we tease her about? That'll work. No, it wouldn't be fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't anything? be fair to her. Wouldn't be fair to Foyt. Okay. What? What? To Foyt? To Foyt? Did they have a past? Huh? Did they have a past? Linda and Foyt? He got everything he could get. Just figure it out from there. <laughs> he, was, he was no different than the rest of us. Uh, no, I understand. Okay. If he's your hero, I could break that in a hurry. Please don't. <laughs> but not driving a race car. Yeah, okay. Because right. he damn sure knew how to drive a race car. Okay. Right? What what could we ask her to sound like we uh, like? What's an inside story we could ask her about that she'd be surprised that a couple of guys our age would know? No, I don't know. I've seen her so many times when she was the uh, shift girl. Yeah, her Ms. shift Ms. girl. Hurst, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's when I got to know her. Yeah. And uh, she was a little cuter then than she is now. Well, okay. But I was you were too. too. Yeah. <laughs> That was for sure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but if I'd have met Lisa back then, I'd have still got her. <laughs> you, uh, okay. Is that true, Lisa? You don't know. She's like, sure. <laughs> sure. Let him have his go fun. With it. Let him have his fun. When I first met this girl. Lisa. Yes. <laughs> we, we were at, at my New Year's party in old Mexico. And, and I didn't know her, I didn't know her mother, didn't know her daddy, didn't know any, anybody. But, but, but we'd have a, a party in New Year's, and one year we'd have it on mine up on the hill. Next year down at my friend's, he's right on the ocean, right down below us. And, and this year we're having it at, at Frank's place. And good time, nice party. But the trouble is I've just been in problems with that friggin' uh, federal government oh, yeah. over my snowmobile. Okay, right. right. Little we'll problem. Talk. We'll and I, was, about that I was about half sick, you know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We want to get into that. So, uh, so speaking of the snowmobile thing, so 1996, uh, you go out snowmobiling, and something goes wrong. You guys get lost. It gets 
conditions get really, really tough and you kind of escape into a, some sort of little outhouse or barn or something like that? No, we we dug a snow cave. You see, oh, wow. It was that bad. So what, what, what was that whole field. thing? Yeah. Well, we were up in the mountains in, the, in a blizzard came. And not a snowing blizzard, but the wind blowing so hard, you know, 50, 60 mile an hour, and it had been snowing a lot before that, and it took that and made a blizzard out of it. So we can't see where we're going. My snowmobile was brand spanking ass new. It never been on any trip of any type before that. The factory snowmobile, you know? Right. And that freaking thing quit. And so, I mean, Robert, the guy who's with me, he'd never seen a snowmobile in his life. He'd never been, mm -hmm. he's not a mountain man. He's not good mechanic. And a half-assed good race driver. <laughs> but he'd, he'd never, never done that. So I can see when the blizzard comes up that I got to get out of that country. But I don't know where I'm going because I can't see. Yeah. I can see sometimes from here to that up right over there. That'd be, a, that'd be a good okay, deal. Copy. Usually yeah. about from from here to that table. Sure, sure. And and the freaking snowmobile go a little bit and then it quit again. Yeah, right. See? Brand new sled. And and so, I mean, what are you going to do? It's going to bite us, you know. We're going to have to spend the night. Well, hell, it's it's up about probably 12,000 feet. Kind of cold. And all that snow blowing, so... We, we, what I told Robert was, we ain't gonna make it. We're mm -hmm. gonna have to spend the night. And we were way to hell into the mountains. Yeah, right. And I know which way the valley is, the, the Alamosa Valley. I told him we just gotta start walking. So I grabbed everything out of the snowmobiles that could become emergencies for us. Which, you know, could be a hat to wear anything like that. So, and it gets dark. So we're just walking down. And like I told Robert, if the water flows down, we follow it. Sure. You know, because that's what we need to do. Right. We've got to get out of that super high country, and we've got to get down to where the Ponderosa Pines are. And finally, we get down to the uh, uh, Ponderosa Pines. Can't see much. But I look at a tree, and I say, wow, it's got nice branches. They're hanging over and laying into the snow. It's good. Robert had lost one glove. Okay. Bad. Yeah, right. Yeah. Really bad. So who dug the snow cave? Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. <laughs> but sure. I dug that son of a buck. And if you think about it, a tree, even though there's not much difference, but it's a little bit warmer than outside the tree. If you get around tree and just love it to death, it'll be warmer than if you get on the outside of the branches. So I dig a snow cave, and I dig it right into the tree, and then go around it a little bit, but up against it. And so I go in, and I told Robert, I says, I don't like you that much, but we got to get close right. together. Right, you have to hug for warmth. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah. I mean, it's him and I, man, that's it. Yeah, this is actual survival now. Yeah. It's actual survival. Yeah. Yeah. So we started the next day, and I get out there, and we woke up, you know, and I'm looking out through there and I thought I saw a little bit of daylight so it's time to go so we jump out of the snow cave and get out and stretch real good man wow pretty country wow yeah. wonder where we are <laughs> <laughs>
So we're on on the top of a big cliff. Okay. Had we walked much further that night, yeah. we would have total black. Yeah, right. And the snow blowing. Yeah, can't see We would have walked right off of a sheer cliff. Jeez. We would have gone down at a good uh, a good thousand feet. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I mean. Yeah, dead. So I'm looking yeah. at all that, and of course I'm used to the mountains. Yeah. So I kind of know what we're faced with. And I kind of know what's going to happen, you know. So. No matter what, I can't afford to go back the other way right. and find, try to find the snowmobile. My, I checked my tracks. They were all full of snow, so I can't backtrack it. That's done. So I know we're in a little bit of trouble. So I, I just go to work, and I find a place where a little creek in the summertime runs over, and it goes off this cliff. And, and I look at that, and, and it's damn near straight down, but... Gonna be a hell of a snow slide if we want to take that, see? So I told Robert, I says, I get on this little tree. He's a little, like a Christmas tree. And I'm hanging on to the top of him and I'm leaning over, looking down. Which way am I gonna go? Freaking tree broke. <laughs> oh, Jesus. it's gonna go wherever it goes right. now. Yeah. Down I went. Yeah. Man, yeah. hauling ash. Yeah. Know? Probably getting up to 30, 35 miles right, an hour. Right, right. So, and I'm worried about those big rocks that yeah. come out of the snow. Yeah. And and I miss them, and I and I drive it with my feet. I use my <laughs> my heels to steer me. Sure. And I go down that thing, and I get down where it levels out a little bit. Wow, that was fun. <laughs> Can't go back up. No way to go back right, up. Yeah, you're down. Mountain climber couldn't do that. Yeah, right. It's all ice and frozen. Yeah. <laughs> Robert's watching me. He's over next door to where I got the little tree. I thought it was going to hold me so right. I could see over the sides. Yeah. So I'm down there and tell Robert, come on. we yeah. got to go that way now. Yeah, right. Now you're stuck. Yeah, right. He, he doesn't know where to go. Uh-huh. So he'll die if he goes the other way. Right, yeah. <laughs> he comes down and he stops right alongside of me. Yeah, perfect. So come on. Down there, it's, it's okay. It's not that cold. We're doing fine. Yeah, right. Snow goes to a little bit above my knees. Mm-hmm. Okay, not too bad. And and there's a creek at the bottom. Yeah. And the creek's still running. Okay. And so we get in that creek, and that's where you can get a little water. It's okay to drink. Yeah. Right? So so we start walking. Robert's really not doing well. Yeah. I'm not either. But he's really not doing well. Yeah. So we're walking out, and pretty soon we get down to a place. Robert just stops. Leans up against this big Christmas tree. He says, I can't go anymore. Yeah. He accepted death right wow. then and there. Wow. Totally accepted it. Yeah. And, and I went over to him, and, and he's leaning up against that tree. He says, Bobby, you go on. He says, I can't do done. it. He said, I'm done. So yeah. how do you, like, at what point do you get found or find your home base? Or? We walk completely out. Wow. We walk down and crossed a river. Yeah. Now, I started throwing up. And to this day, we haven't figured out why. Yeah, sure. But I was vomiting blood. Okay. Big That's right. Yeah, I read that. deals of it, you yeah. know? Oh, wow. And, and I don't know why, but I know one thing. Ain't going to get no better up there, you yeah, know? Yeah, sure, shit. Got to get out. Yeah. And, and so we just kept walking. And, and, but now we hit, we hit what, what, what I think was some rows. They were, they were one of those ranchers probably using it. It wasn't a, a big road. But you can tell it's it's at least a trail. Yeah, right. So we walk out now. I stopped Robert a couple of times. He's really getting worried because I'm 
I'm vomiting blood, really. Yeah, yeah. 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 That been every, exposed for a pretty while often, now. you know. Right. And, and so I tell Robert, and I said, now, we're going to go down, and there's going to be a river down there. There's going to be a fence before we get to that river. So we get down the first fence, and it was, I think it was a four-wire. And so I just put my feet in it, walk up like a ladder, yep. turn my butt around on top, go down the other side, same way. Yeah. And it works. He was hung up, didn't know how he's going to do that. So yeah. I finally got him over that one. Next one we get him to, next fence we get to, five wire. And now I know I'm getting close. Right. Because only a rich guy has a five wire fence. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, so we get down there. And I, I mean, I'm in a terrible shape. Yeah. I need water so bad. I just can't believe it. So I've, we're, we're in this, we, we broke in the back part of the barn, high buck barn. Mm-hmm. So I can tell it's rich people <laughs> that own this, see? The guy had a truck there. Okay. And the keys were in it. No way. And the son of a bitch started. <laughs> so boy, I'm hot shit. <laughs> I mean, I got this thing going. Right. All I got to do is drive around that barn and figure out where the road is that goes up to the main road. Yeah, get out the of here. The main road, I'm just guessing, but I know about where it is. Sure. I'm going around the goddamn corral, and there's a snow drift. Uh, and obviously, I don't see too good. Sure, right. Because I've been up there a long time. Yeah. And so I go right in with that truck, and I get stuck. <laughs> one of the now best drivers. One do? of the best drivers in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I can't get out and walk anymore. Yeah, right. I'm done. I, yeah. I'd only had a back operation like. Uh, Two, three weeks before that, see? Right. So my back is bad. So I'm thinking, you know, the guy that owns this barn got a lot of money. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so nice. And, and we found in the back of the barn, they had a little dinky-ass light in that whole barn. Yeah. Way up high. But it's enough to where I could at least look at you right. and see where you are. <clears throat> I could look at him and see where he is. And so I got to thinking, you know. This is the working part of the barn where they do their woodwork and stuff like that. I got to thinking, the guy wouldn't own this if he didn't have a phone in here. Oh, okay. See, but other than that one little dinky light, you can't see anything. Yeah, right. See? So I just started on the benches. I just started feeling. Yeah, right. With my hands. And I go around there and I, nothing on the benches. So I reached over to a post, uh-huh. like one of these. Uh-huh. Great big post in the middle. Yeah. There was a phone hanging on it. Oh, no way. So I get, I get the phone. Now, I can't talk yeah. because I've vomited, vomited so many times yeah, right, right. That, that you can't even hear me. Yeah, you know? sure. And, and so I tell Robert, I says, God damn. I told him, I says, now, and I'm whispering to him, you know, with my hands like this. I says, now, you call the operator. I wasn't thinking good. Right. I said, you call the operator and tell her we need help. Yeah. We're on the Canejos River close to the highway, whatever the hell number it was. Yeah. And so Robert's fine. He gets on the phone with her. But he's not a salesman. He can't <laughs> sell the friggin' message. Right. He just he can't talk to her, see? So I try. I got the phone from me, but I can't talk. She can't hear me. Yeah, right. And, uh, I mean, you got a phone, but it won't work. Yeah. So then, you know, I hung it up. I'm standing there thinking while I'm shaking. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, you know. Yeah. Why in the hell don't I just direct dial? Right, right. Yeah. But you're out of it because it's been days, right? I am so bad yeah. that my head is not working. Right. And 
I walk back over that phone, and just like I'm a smart son of a bitch, I pick it up, and I start dialing, shaking like hell. I dial Gerald Sexton. Yeah. He lives down in Chama, too, see? Okay. He's one of my good friends down there. And Gerald answers the phone. And, and uh, Gerald says, all right, who is this? He's in bad mood. They're up at, I don't know, it's five in the morning or something like that, you know? He's, who is this? I said, oh, it's me. Can't talk, see? And I said, it's me, Gerald. I need help. I gotta call his Bobby. And he says, look, don't call me right now. I don't want to answer this phone. He says, we're getting ready to go on a search and rescue. They're all waiting outside. Now, who is it? Tell me what you want or hang up. I said, God damn it, Gerald. Right, right. It's me. It's the guy <laughs> it's you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon he listens. He says, Bobby? Yeah, God damn it. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> He says, where are you? I said, Rainbow Trout Ranch. Over on the highway where you go to that little town I tell you about, across the Canejos. Yeah. He says, wow, how'd you get over there? That ain't the problem. Just get over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come get so me. here they come out. Now here's the stories. The Joe, the state cops are telling me, the ambulance driver, they sent an ambulance over. Yeah, right, right, We right. didn't need that. Yeah. <laughs> but they sent the ambulance over. Coughing up blood. I don't need an ambulance. Well, yeah. shit, that wasn't going to help me, you know. <laughs> And, and so, so here they are all down there, and I'm asking Gerald, Al's, of course, got the Hummer, and they say Al had hit these snow drifts, he'd just give that rug, Hummer, Al, he'd hit them, snow would fly all over the place, and he'd come out the other side. Right, no problem. He'd yeah, break exactly. a road, you know, and every one of the snow drifts, he'd just hit it wide open. Yeah. See, we go all the way back over to my ranch, and when we get over there, of course, it, it becomes daylight before we got there. Mm -hmm. There's all the goddamn television stations. Oh, Helicopters right. everywhere right. on my yeah. ranch. Yeah, right. Thinking, oh, shit. Now what am I going to say? Because everybody's going to want to know what I have to say. They yeah. don't care who Robert is, you know. <laughs> they want to know what Bobby's going to say, see. So now they want to take us down. They got a, a small hospital uh -huh. down another town south. Right. So, so, I, so I decide finally... Joe and Gabe, the state policemen, huh? their family. Yeah. And they say, come on, you got to go to the hospital and get checked. So I do. I go down the next town. They check me, and I look like death warmed over. they got <laughs> pictures of that. Yeah, right. And I get in there, and I just say, wow, wow, wow. They want to know, well, what did you do? What happened? Man, a lot of things happen. You sure. Know? I just want to go home, you know? Right. I just want to go back to the ranch. You know, I left the goddamn front door open. I wasn't going to be gone very long. Yeah, right, right. I mean, I got a nice bed upstairs with a nice mattress, everything. So how does that turn into federal charges or something? Like, what, where does, I don't understand the, the issue. I didn't either. Yeah. Now that now it comes down to the good parts. You got time enough to hear that? Yeah, we have time if you do. Yeah, it's if you guys have time. That's it. Well, yeah. at any rate, I, 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 I stay in the house. The doctor stays with me until yeah. he gets me doing okay. Sure. Okay. I can get up now. I can walk to the bathroom. Everything's okay. Yeah. So, so I go back to Albuquerque. I don't. I surely didn't have my plane. I got an airport there too. So okay. Those days. So at any rate, I, I go back to Albuquerque, and, and of course I get to feeling better every day. So I go down there, and, and, and Gabe, Gabe Valdez, well, he runs my range for me. But, but he's got the nicest wife, 
Okay. He's the nicest person. Never says a cuss word. Kids never heard a cuss word from him. That type of a guy. So, so I called Gabe. I'm down in Albuquerque, and now oh, one of the sheriffs told me that that was a a, a, a federal uh, place where we were. Like a reserve or something? Or? Yeah. Um, huh? When we were up in the mountains, I knew what was the name of that place. We were in the illegal place. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're in a national forest? It was a federal land, yeah. We were recreating in a, in a reserve. Yeah. A federal yeah. reserve. Yeah. Federal national reserve, but yeah. big. Yeah. In other right. words, big. Well, you talk about somebody's lives. You can't talk about that. So, so I called down at the Forest Service because the, the deputy, another friend, yeah. told me, you better check with the Forest Service and get their blessing before you go up to find your snowmobile. I still got a brand new snowmobile somewhere, <laughs> see? Sure, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'd like to get it done. Call downtown Forest Service, National Forest Service. Gabe tells me of a friend. He's got, tells me his name. So I asked for that guy, got him on the phone. I say, hey, I'm Bobby Enser. I'm the one that was up in the mountains that made front page all the newspapers. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and I says, uh, you know, I, I need a little help. And, and if it's in a place where you guys don't want it, I don't want you to get mad about it. Right. So now... Tell me what to do. Yeah. So the guy called me up a little later, and he says, geez, now this is Gabe's friend. And so they start laying a framework how to get Bobby Unser. Uh, okay. And I don't yeah. know it. Right. I'm totally Yeah, innocent. you just sent your snowmobile back. You're lucky to be alive. Oh. Yeah. And they know that. Yeah. And you know what they took up to find me? Body bags. Two body bags. No shit. Yeah. All came out in the court thing, you know. Good Lord. And so, so I, I, I get on with that, and, and I tell Robert, now, you stay out of it. He doesn't know what to say. Yeah. I know how to tell a lie pretty good when it comes <laughs> to those guys, you know. <laughs> I've been lying them race car guys for years. You know? <laughs> so, so we go down there, and, and I, the guy says, uh, calls me back, and he says, why don't you come down? And he says, I got some friends from Colorado, from Durango. Yeah. And he says, they'll help you out, Bobby. I thought, that's nice. Yeah, right. So I jump in my truck and I run downtown, park it there, I go in there and he where's the office? You know, they take me, this guy. Yeah. And it's the same guy I talked to. And he says, all those people are in the meeting room. They had a big table yeah. in there, you know? So I go over there and there's a, there's a female and a male. So I'm sitting there looking at that and he says, and he's acting like he's my friend. Really nice. And she's acting like she's my friend, too. I'm sitting across the table from both of them. Yeah. Eh? And, and here they are. They've they got these maps. They've got all kinds of maps. That's the government, you sure. know. And they're showing me where they think, where, where did you think you leave your snowmobile? Mm -hmm. You left it. I said, well, I says, if Red Lake is there, I says, then just guessing where we walked in the blizzard, then I'm going to guess if we came out at a certain place, I must have gone this way. Right. And I could see that big cliff I went down, mm -hmm. the first one. Mm -hmm. I can see that plain as daylight. And, and I'm being a nice guy. And I said, this is where we went off. Right. This little stream goes down through there. And we, we slid down that little stream, down about 1,000 feet, and got us a drink down below and started walking. And I look at that girl. Remember, I'm sitting on one side. And my temper's not the best in the world. I know that, you know. But, but she reaches down into her briefcase pulls out a pre-written 
citation. Huh. Slides it across the table to me. I says, what is this? It's a citation. You're in the federal deal, you know? Yeah. Well, how do you know I was there? Yeah. I don't know where I was. How do you know? Yeah. I can't know that. So the fight started, <laughs> and it became a national thing. Okay. okay. I mean, they're trying to get me in. They really want to get me to jail. That ain't going to work, you know? Yeah. I mean, I got, I got two United States senators called right away. Yeah. I'm still at my desk in Albuquerque. Here, so sick, you know, I'm still sick. And, and Senator Whitehorse Campbell yeah. from Colorado. And, and they don't have secretaries call. It's them calling. They call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I answer the phone, you know, and the guy says, I'm Senator Whitehorse Campbell from Washington. I says, wow, okay. Yeah. What do you want to know? <laughs> and what he wants to know is, are you having to tell lies? Nope. All happened the way I say. And which I all did for a couple of little things, you know. Yeah, right, right. I mean, we broke the barn door. <laughs> Tried to pay the guy, and he wouldn't take any money for it, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, and we right. tore the lock off, you yeah. know? I mean, come on. Might have moved the truck into a, into a different area. Well, I did get his truck <laughs> stuck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and we'd have taken the truck over. <laughs> we could have made it out of there, you know? I'd have bought that freaking truck, you Right, know? yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> we do all that stuff, and, and they just keep piling on. They're yeah. just, and so then we found out there's some guys from up, in the Alamosa Valley that used to snowmobile with us. And they're guiltier of running up there than I've ever been. Right. At any rate, I went through all that with them, and of course, it ends up in Washington, D.C. I go back there, and I, and I said at the, at the, they have breakfast place back at, for the senators. Okay. And, and so I'm back there, and I'm going to have breakfast with Whitehorse Campbell. Mm-hmm. And the one from Colorado, see, one of their senators. Sure. And I'm back there talking to him, and pretty soon I look up, and we're way in the back of the room, and that line of United States senators went all the way to the front door, and every one of them stood in line to shake my hand. Right. Now, think what that makes you feel like. Yeah, exactly. Now, these guys can't do anything. Sure. The guy, one of the head guys that writes for Reader's Digest, yeah. Yeah. he came, they sent him out to Albuquerque and Chama to check and see if Bobby Unser was a legitimate citizen. Mm-hmm. That's the easiest way to put it. You yeah, know? right, right. And really nice guy, smart son of a bitch. Sure. And, and, and so he had a way of, of getting in to their phone system for the Sierra Club and for the National Forest Service headquarters, which are in D.C., okay? And, and so he goes up there. I don't even know he's coming to town. Sure. I don't know he's in town. Yeah. But he goes to Chama, and he, and he runs around all over the, the ranchers with the local people. You know, if there was a mayor, there probably was. Just things like that, checking to see if Bobby Unser is a good person. Right. Is he good or is he bad? Yeah. Does he go to jail a lot? Does he... Yeah. Do bank robberies, whatever, right. you know? Yeah, sure, sure. And, and they, they do that. So when he finishes, he comes to Albuquerque, and boy, he's totally on my side. Yeah, I bet. What he's heard up there, I'm a total good person. Sure. Al's a totally good person. Unsers do all the search and rescue deals. We always find the people. Yeah. The goddamn guys that do it for a living, they don't find anything. They're too lazy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we do. Plane wrecks, we go find it. Sure. You know, stuff like that, yeah. you know? And so we're good people, and they like us up there. You're a big part of the state. Well, up there, yeah. it's, well, I, I mean, mean, they're just ranchers and sure. small town of 800 people. Yeah, but you know? like we couldn't tell people we were coming to Albuquerque 
because they would know exactly we're getting an answer. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? They're a big part, yeah. of the, yeah. part of the world here. So. Well, that's the way they were up there. And so, <laughs> I, I mean, it just goes on like that. And so I get mad and decide, rather than pay them 50 bucks, <laughs> we're going to have what? a fight. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. The 50 bucks. Yeah. All this. Might have been 75. I couldn't be Might have been 75. Jesus Christ. What was the plane ticket to, to, to Washington, D.C.? I wasn't going to pay it. I just didn't care, you Because you went to, like, I'm federal not. appeals. Of course, you would have gone to the Supreme Court if they hadn't kicked it out, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Over, yeah. $75. Over $75 or 50 50 I think it was, but I don't know. <laughs> I've never met a more competitive person <laughs> in my life. It all adds up. I, uh, I, I now I had know to, I could never I had win to get an attorney. Yeah, right, right. I had to get an attorney not going to cost me anything. <laughs> Otherwise, the 50 bucks ain't going to look too good, you know. Right, right. So I, <laughs> no, I got yeah. an attorney in town that's, that's a good attorney, and he's, again, one of my close friends, see. So then, then I go to work, and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Armin, well, he gets a special deal where he can operate in Colorado, see? So he gets that all done. So then I start, I mean, start harassing these guys, you know, and make <laughs> it hard for them. Now I got real money because now I got the Rocky, Rocky Mountain, wasn't it? Rocky Mountain Legal Foundation. Legal Foundation. <laughs> well, they came in and jumped in on Bobby Unser's behalf. Right. Wow, now I've got some money. 70. And I got some real guys. They got yeah. attorneys too. Yeah. And so we're going to make it hard on this yeah. goddamn federal You're government. You're going to spend you know? thousands and thousands of dollars and, over and, $50. Oh, well, they spent over a million. <laughs> Principal. Sean. They Principal. Spent, they admitted in court that they spent uh, more, a little bit more than a million <laughs> before we ever went to Washington. But they're going to get Bobby Unser. And another thing, the guy in Durango that's in charge, all that Forest Service, he made big brags to the press that, that Bobby Unser is going to take that snowmobile out with horses. He's going to drag it out or something. Right. He won't ride that snowmobile out of those mountains. Let me so guess. you know what I did? <laughs> I know exactly what you did. <laughs> you probably did a wheelie. $50, man. Maybe, maybe 75 75 <laughs> at this point. All right. Principal. So, so okay. okay, so we got to... We, uh, we need to wrap up. Yeah, you've, you've given us an insane amount of time. You, we could not be more appreciative of this. I'm not going to call him the WAP, but we're but, on Mario Andretti levels of time right now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think you might have actually passed him. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, with, with, think, yeah. Uh, with our fans uh, who love all forms of motorsport, uh, just real, real quick, I think we would get like strung up and slaughtered we by our fans yeah. if we never, if we do an entire thing with Bob Benz or never once mentioned Pikes Peak. So we don't have to go over like uh, all yeah, things. Yeah, I know that. But, uh, <laughs> but I don't tell. There's very few people that I've told this deep into it right. as I have you well, guys. I'm glad no, you did this is awesome. I'm yeah. actually really glad you did because when I went to your Wikipedia I saw that it's titled like Fed Charges. And I'm like, Bobby Unser doesn't have federal charges? Like, what's this about? And it's about the snowmobile thing. And I thought, well, what a ridiculous. They want to get me in jail. The Sierra Club wants to, right. wants to so, get me in jail. So we don't have to go into it again. But, like, basically, I'm glad you explained it because when I read it, I'm like, no, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. So yeah. I think it would be good for people to actually to hear kind of get a real context. version of it. You see, I really won all the battles. <laughs> I can tell that. <laughs> can you imagine United States senators lined up from Campbell's desk, 
clear to the front door. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Right. Whew. All right. So Pikes Peak. Pikes Peak, like our, our fans would be super disappointed if we just didn't mention it at all. We don't need to go through all the wins and all that. Specifically not three hours, according to Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, obviously Indy is more than uh, well documented. But why has Pikes Peak always been such a place that you just do well at? Family. Because yeah. of my uncle and okay. my dad. And my other uncle was killed up there. And uh, there was a time that the three brothers, you know, they, they very poor family. Answers had no money. My uncle Louis always worked for somebody, but the people loved him to death. He had a way of saying things and talking that people just loved. And of course, he did it till he was 70 or whatever the hell it was, you know, Pikes Peak, get going slower each year, but, but he was still trying to do it. And, and, and it was true that Uncle Louis was jealous on my dad taking up his kids, and we became dynamite. Right. I mean. Because you just started doing this at a young oh, age. Oh, <laughs> When yeah. that thing, what, how many times, honey? 13. 13 times. No. Yeah. 39 wins total. In the family. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 I mean, they call it Unser's Peak. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. But think, 39 wins. Now, some of them were class wins. That's still uh, yeah. Well, we come from sports car. Class wins are a big deal to us. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so, that's, that's yeah. what it was up there. And, and, and of course, I, you know, Uncle Louie didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're rough, rambunctious kids. Yeah. Fight <laughs> all the time. Go to jail every Friday night for getting <laughs> in a answers? fight. So. I didn't notice Yeah, never heard like this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I went in that jail so many times, you wouldn't believe it. But never stole anything and never told a lie. Right. Don't have to do that. Rambunctious, you know? but just, yeah. just you have fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're getting a fight with the rodeo people. I mean, always fighting. Yeah. Jerry, my oldest brother, he wouldn't do it. He was, he had a girlfriend. He's been, his interest went over there. Okay. Right. Right. I'd go to jail. You know? <laughs> girlfriend <laughs> or jail? Yeah. Jail. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Either. Never mind. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that, that's that's. Uh, you told a story at the RRDC dinner about taking somebody for a ride. And we you, did a lot of guys. Yeah, and you we did David Pearson. That's that the story. Pearson. That's the story. Yeah. I mean, he'd have killed me if he could have got to me. Yeah. But we have a place where you go up, and it's down low. Right. But it's still about eight hundred thousand foot down to the to the creek at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. And and the the road goes up. It's paved. Yeah. And the other road goes down about... It's like a side access road, right? Yeah, like off the side. Yeah, what it is. Yeah. And, and the only way you can tell it's there is there's a stick in the ground. Yeah. Small. Yeah. Just a stick from a tree. And, so you and got David Pearson, who's never probably done anything like that. Thank you very much. And did you know NASCAR's, him well? NASCAR's... Well, no, but drivers... <laughs> well, for sure. For sure. But, like, you didn't know him. I mean, I thought... Pearson was way up there in my world. Yeah, oh yeah, you know? I mean, definitely. That son of a bitch knew how to get the throttle down, you yeah, know? Right. And he wasn't playing, you right. know? So we're, Parnelli and I, we just get ornery in hell, see? <laughs> and I had just met Parnelli at Pikes Peak. Okay. So now, the next year, all these guys, factories are all wanting to run. Pearson's probably running somebody in the Dodge or the Plymouth. Yeah, right. Because for Ray Nichols, you know? That's where he got back at me one time. <laughs> And, and, and so we took that Ray Nichols, and we had another guy with us. He, he was a sprint car driver, major car driver. Okay. And he wanted to come run Pikes Peak. And so 
anyway, I get in the back seat behind Parnelli. And, and we've already practiced this. We know it'll work, you know. And I put my hands over his eyes. And I crack two fingers where he can just see. And so he can see where he's going. But right. they, Pearson don't think so. Right, see? right. And, and Parnelli keeps going, God damn it, Bobby, don't do that. Get your hands off my face. I can't see. He's going through that act. And then we go right off that side of that mountain. You go, instead of going up, you go down the, except yeah, the side road. Yeah. Good God. And I mean, that... that you just don't know how bad at Pearson. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm I'm on Pearson's side on this one. If, I had soiled myself. If, if fighting would be good, he'd want to fight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. anything, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, and to the other guy, and I can't remember his name right now. We were in a little Ford Club Coupe. Mm-hmm. I call them Club Coupe. They got small seat in the back. And and small windows that open. Sure. Okay. That one guy's rolling down the window trying to crawl. Trying to get out. Come <laughs> <laughs> out. And so, and so then Roger Roger McCluskey comes out. Yeah. This is my job. I'm going to get McCluskey. We travel together all times. He's your friend. buddy. Yeah. You need to come to Pike's Peak. Yeah. And so McCluskey says, okay, you know, <laughs> he'll do anything I do, you know, except flying. Mm-hmm. He don't like to fly, see. And Parnelli scares him to death. <laughs> trying to teach Parnelli how to fly right. in those days, you see. And so we're, 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 we're up there with Pearson. He gets really mad now. Now, Pearson, he just don't understand. This is stupid, stupid, stupid stuff we're doing, you know. And so he kind of gets <laughs> off of our ass, practice starts, and, and, and then McCluskey shows up. Mm-hmm. He's big Yahoo from Indianapolis, Speedway, yeah. see. Yeah. So he comes up, and we did the same thing to McCluskey. <laughs> God <laughs> damn. McCluskey got in his car, went back to the airport, turned his car in, got the first airplane out of town. <laughs> Again? He didn't I'm even. on his side. He didn't even show up for the press conference. No way. No, I wow. mean. Wow. It's the last we saw, Roger. You I mean, guys are gone. dicks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we call that bullying. Everybody thinks that we're doing something wrong because right. everybody rides with his leaving. You know? Right, right. <laughs> These hillbillies are scaring off all our big stars. <laughs> and, and Parnelli and I are in trouble all the time. Yeah, I bet that still happens now. Like, you guys are together, it'd be a problem. Well, I mean, in those days, it was really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the guy that's a superintendent of the highway, yeah. Pikes Peak Highway, right? Right. He ends up being a really close friend yeah. of mine. But in those days, he wasn't. He's so mad at Parnelli and I. Yeah. We take these goddamn, you know, the highway is going on up the, the, the mountain. And the side of the mountain would be, be maybe this steep, which is <laughs> dirt, gravel. Right, right, right. So that Parnelli and I would get that goddamn rental car or the what, whoever gave us a car and drive that son bitch up there as far as we could go. And just for it to start turning over to go back down, right. we'd turn it back down, leave tracks all over. Now, now... Mr. Sullivan would come by and see those tracks. It didn't take him long to figure out who was doing it. Yeah, Nobody <laughs> else would prep. do something like that, you know? <laughs> right. We'll have the so, gall to do So it, yeah. I'd tell him that Parnelli was driving. Parnelli would say, Bobby was driving. <laughs> 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 so he'd tell us, get off the road. Yeah, get just, out of there. stop. You know? Yeah. So we'd go back down and say, well, we're going to have to lay off a day and let him settle down. we go back again. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him all mad yeah. the next day. Yeah. 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 He ended up on being one of my very best friends I mean I mean until he died I just couldn't believe it Bobby Jr. was up there running one day before 
the road is going to open. Yeah. He went up really early just to get his head hooked up to where the road right. goes. Right. He gets up really near the top. He does a head-on with Jack Sullivan, oh, the God. big boss. Wow. Head-on. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, man, this, is, this. this is Explain bad. This. Deal, worse you know? than that. Yeah. Didn't hurt Jack. He got his head bent up a little bit on the... A roll hoop or something? Or yeah, no, on the, on the, he was in a in a police car. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Bobby got him and everything. Yeah, good. Got the good. police got car and everything. Car. Yeah, if you're going to go, go big, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so Bobby Jr. doesn't want to come down and tell his daddy, mm -mm. you know. So we keep that all really quiet. Yeah. yeah. And and this is all race day. <laughs> so here comes Jack Sullivan down. That's when I knew he was really, really, really my friend. Yeah. See, because he came down and he says, now, he said, I don't want you to blame your son on this. I said, Jack, what happened? He says, well, he says, we had a little problem up by the springs up there at the top. And I says, well, what happened? He says, well, we were just going around the corner, and he says, I was on the wrong side of the road. He's blaming himself for everything. Wow. See, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and I says, Jack, yeah, tell know, me the I truth. I know better. Yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, Bobby Jr.'s totally screw off him. He's going to do something like that, you know. And, and he let Bobby Jr. off. Wow. Cool. I yeah. mean, let him yeah. off total. Yeah. Would not tell me the truth. Yeah. He just wouldn't tell me the whole truth. He says, no matter what, he says, that was my fault. Well, s***, he's the boss, you know? Right, yeah. right, right. He doesn't have to do that for you. Yeah, Probably out of respect. With, uh, your <clears throat> with your heyday of especially racing at the Speedway, but also Pikes Peak, um, drivers used to be killed on a regular basis. And we talked with David Hobbs. I mean, we've talked with a lot of older drivers, but David Hobbs really kind of gave us a eye-opening kind of experience of his about how he would literally be at a funeral one week, sit next yeah. to a guy that the next week they'd be at that guy's funeral. Yeah. And at the Speedway, of course, with the speeds being so high and obviously concrete walls and everything, it had to be pretty tough. Like, was there is there a certain person that, you know, that you lost that you were really close with or were you? I was close with a lot of them. Right, I, yeah, because you seem like you're a pretty social guy. Yeah. Don Branson, I told you. Yeah, right. My, From earlier, yeah. I mean, that's where I got my first really, really, really good ride. Yeah. See? He's going to retire, yeah. and he wants me to take his job right, over. Right, right. And he didn't mind saying it. Yeah. So, I mean, I love the guy to death. I yeah. mean, I mean, there's just some people you know, mm -hmm. they do anything for you. Yeah. And that was Branson to Bobby Unser. You know, I just... If you'd seen prop that thing all year on my airplane, you know how good <laughs> he right, really right. He really cared yeah. about you. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there there was guys like that that, like McCluskey. God damn. McCluskey was really, really, really one of my closest friends. Yeah. Ever until he became a goddamn official. You can't like officials. They're the enemy. Something know? happens. We've been having this conversation in our in my world lately that something happens when you become an official. Because you can be the best race car driver ever, become one of those guys, and you change. It's really strange. It sucks, actually. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I had a lot of guys. I mean, Judd Larson. He and Red Regal died right in front of me. Yeah. And I won the race that night. Yeah. They're both dead. And you can't turn it around. They're dead and gone, you know? Was it, because today when people get injured, since it's obviously a lot less common, uh, or, or killed. You get a lot of people on social media that have opinions and other forms of media that talk about how it's unacceptable or things like that. But it seemed like a way of life 
a lot more accepted back then. And we talked with Drew Foistel yesterday, the, the astronaut, Ooh. the oh. astronaut we met with. Ooh, yeah. Drew <coughs> Foistel? Uh, yeah. He, uh, he kind of talked about how he was in line to fly a shuttle after Columbia. Was it yeah, Columbia? Well, it, it, he was, yeah. He was in the next couple of, couple of missions, and he kind of was like, well, no, I, you know, we're doing something important here. With with you with racing, you don't have to go race. I mean, you do because you that's what your legacy is going to be. But like, we're not curing cancer by driving race cars. You know, with me, so, it didn't make any difference. I had yeah to drive race cars. You know, if there was a time machine right now, go back and I'd do it all figure, over. Oh shit! I'd do it so fast you wouldn't believe. Ah, that's awesome. I mean, honest to goodness, I liked it so much. Yeah, that I knew I was good. I knew I got good. I knew I got better. Yeah. Before your career really took off, uh, you lost your brother uh, yeah. in 1959, I believe. Yeah, Jerry. Mm -hmm. um, did that change the dynamic in the family? Mm -mm. Day before Jerry died. Yeah. He died in the morning, if best I can remember. Yeah. We were not prepared for it. Sure. Because you're, you're 26? Mm -hmm. You're like 25, 26 when this happens? Something like that, yeah. 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 Go on. So at any rate, the last thing that Jerry said to me while he was, he was awake most of the time. Burned really bad, but, but awake, you know. And is he thinks he's got a car for me to take my driver's test in the racetrack. That's what he says to you. That's what he says. Wow. That was the last conversation that is an I had. I've ever heard. Yeah. yeah. And I mean... You know, we go and we do the funeral, you know, and, and that, that was bad. Yeah. Mom and Daddy were really shook up. Jerry was the most advanced one in our, yeah. of us kids. I yeah. mean, he was good. But it was a stock car. He, he was good with a stock car. He'd already become national champion, and, and he was good. But I don't, personally, I don't think Jerry should have been jumping off into a, into an Indy car. I think he needed to go run a lot of sprint car races. Yeah. I ran hundreds of them friggin' things. Go run a midget. Yeah. But he didn't do that. He, and he won so many races in the stock car, he, was just, he just knew how to do it. Now, had he started out like I did and get it on, you know, go, go follow the sprint circuit. Yeah. Go, go earn a hundred bucks when you think you ought to get a thousand. Yeah. I mean, that's the life I lived. Yeah. I mean, when I... When I was in the Air Force, that was not a good idea, but I did it. Yeah. And I got, I got moved to Albuquerque by the general. This is where field command is for the whole world. And you were like a sharpshooter? Yeah, well, I became that because okay. I didn't want to work. Oh, okay. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> you are a race car driver. Well, that was the truth. That's you know? it. I'm with you. Go and on. the first CO, he didn't like me. Okay. So the general at the time just moved him someplace in the world right. without his wife and kids. Guy should have not screwed with Bobby Unser, you know. But he <laughs> didn't know until it was too late. Right. But the general liked me. That's right. all that's important. If the general likes you, you don't have to worry about the rest of it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. And so. and so, so I I get moved to Albuquerque. I was going to go to Alaska. And and I got down here and 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 I, I what did I do? Like a dumb idiot, I know how to work on cars right. and trucks. I'm good at it. Yeah. But but I don't want to be a mechanic. Boss, yeah, but not a mechanic, you sure, know. Yeah. So I'm out in, in doing the mechanic's work, and those people screw with me. He ships them out. Yeah. I mean, don't screw with me. That would get, got to be the deal. 
<laughs> so things get settled down a little bit. And, and I, I got this guy. He comes in and out every day. Every day he's gone in the morning. I never see him there. And he comes back in the afternoon. I name is Mac, and I say, Mac, where you been? He says, oh, he says, I'm down there trying out for the rifle team. I said, what rifle team? Oh, he says, they got the big rifle team. It's headquartered here for the whole United States. I says, well, who do you see? What do you have yeah, to do? Yeah, I would do that, yeah. And he says, no, you just go down there and you try <coughs> out for it. And if you make it, you don't have any bosses anymore. If you don't make it, you've got to come back here and go to work. And he says, wow. So I went down and talked to my first sergeant. I says, because I could shoot really good as a kid, see? And, and so I go down and, and ask my first sergeant, I said, what do you have to do to get on that rifle team that you guys talk about? And he says, well, you just got to shoot good. I said, well, can anybody try out for it? I didn't have any stripes. Right. I mean, they'd been after my ass with that general problem that I had, you know. <laughs> try, they'd keep me down to nothing as long as they could, see? Right. And, and so I, I says, well, I'd like to go try out for it. I says, how do you, how do, which gun do you use? He says, you use the M1. I says, well, some of them things shoot a little crooked. I says, how do I get a straight one, one that shoots straight? And he says, you just go down there, and he says, I give you the uh, authority to do it, and you just grab a whole armful, throw them back in your trunk, take them out, and shoot up against the bank where the targets pull out. Yeah. Tin cans, bottles, or whatever's up there, see? So I grab me an armful of guns, and I go out there, open up the trunk of my willy, air wing willies at the time. Open up that trunk and start one gun, and I hold it really still and lean on the car or something and shoot at that goddamn can while I can see where it hits. Throw that one away, put it back in the car, go try another one. I'd try until I'd get them good. I'd get a good <laughs> one. So so then, then I go out there now, this is gonna be like one of the days for shoot for the kill. You're either gonna make the team uh, or part of it or whatever then. Or you're finished. So I, so I go out there, and I got this goddamn Marine. He's a captain. <laughs> and he t he's big, and he's like a Tarzan, you know. And, and what does he do? He sends me down to pull targets. What well, ain't play where I'm there for. I'm there to shoot. Yeah. You know? So my first sergeant comes out, and he says, where's Airman Unser? Oh, he's down there pulling targets. He says he's pulling targets. Why is he pulling targets? And see, because when you're on the rifle team, I don't care if it's a general, I don't care if it's an admiral, sergeant, captain, everybody's equal. Yeah, right. I don't have to, I don't have to bow down to anybody. I don't have to, I don't have to salute the a-hole. You know, I don't have to do anything. Okay? So, I, so I go out there and then my first sergeant says, get him out of there. He doesn't pull targets. That's not why I send him down. So I go back up there now and I got whole bunch of guns in the car you know I just pick out one that I thought was shooting good and I who did I boot off the team that friggin captain, that friggin captain. <laughs> there you go I said sure nice seeing you and then I got cocky because he had it for the pistol deal because he, he couldn't do it on the rifle range because I booted okay. him off the team see and, and so I go to the pistol deal I, I can't even hit the goddamn dirt with that 45, it just shoots <coughs> someplace, but not where I wanted to go, you know. <laughs> and so I gave up and left him alone, you know. Right. You stay over here, I'll get over on the rifle where I work. Well, I became the number one. And I mean, booted him off, tried out for it, and as long as it looked to somebody 
that I was shooting some matches, civilian or military, and make any difference. Right. They just wanted me to shoot, and I had to win because that's the only way you get in the newspaper. Right. Yeah, okay. So, so yeah. I'd go out and I'd shoot a match and I'd win it and I'd come back. Man, got no bosses. I'd go home and build a race car. See? <laughs> that's what we're doing is building a race car. Right. Built the race car and won all the friggin' races after that out here locally, see? And that was a neat deal because they couldn't catch me because I had no boss. <laughs> I mean, no boss. Life lessons. All right, we got to wrap this up, but I do want to ask you a question real quick. Could you give advice to a young race car driver after everything you've seen? Because you come from a much different time than current, but I bet a lot of some of the similarities would, would still apply. What would, you, what would you say to the young kid who's maybe like 12 or 14 or something trying to make it as a race car driver one day? You know, I've been asked that so many times you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Hundreds of times. By the time I give a speech somewhere, it almost comes up. But the thing about these young kids and even ones that are more over than being young. They're, they're 22, 24. You know, if they really don't have their heart into it, if they're worried about breaking their arm, they're worried about getting themselves killed. Man, how many guys have I seen get killed, you know? Stack of them, you know? I feel sorry for them, but I can't help it. I had to drive race cars. I don't care what. I, I, I still have dreams about it. If there was any way I could do it now. And, and another thing, I never did it for big money. I, I, I didn't care if I made money. I was making enough money to raise my kids, and it got better as I went along. And you know when I made a deal with Penske? We never did. He might have asked me one time, how much are you going to have to have? I didn't even want to talk about it. That ruins racing. So these fathers now, this is where my bitch is, that are running this 12-year-old kid, 13-year-old kid, came up through the go-karts, he thinks he's pretty good, see? Well, that's the way my youngest son was. I put him through the go-karts, we won 85% of all the races that we ran, no matter where we went. I take that goddamn thing apart with the wheels and stuff, put it in my airplane, fly it to some other state. Into a race, and we'd win it. I, I, I made ground effect cars out of them. I mean, I did every day. I mean, the guy that used to run that whole deal in the United States just begged me to get out of the go kart racing because I'd run all their rules. They put it down, I'd figure out a way around it and be legal. See, no cheating, you know. And I did that. I hook up with the factory out in California that makes them do anything I wanted to do. And I enjoyed it because Robbie yeah. would win. So what, what would you say to the dad then? Like, what, what were Leave you going? Leave the kid alone. Yeah. If he really like wants that. to be a race driver, he will do it. He'll want to so bad. My dad could not stop me, nor Al, nor Jerry, yeah. nor Louie from being race car drivers. He couldn't do it. And he didn't want to, but I mean, he right. could not do it. I mean, it made no difference. So it sounds like you got to want it, is what you're saying. That's you better the, be that's willing. That's the difference. Yeah. How many of them really? You know, just like this guy that's our friend, Robert Gaten, guy was in that snowmobile thing with yeah, me. Yeah, He He, he was going to lean against the tree. Yeah, he yeah, that's right. He, he accepted death. Yeah, see? yeah. And, and he, he's a good fabricator. He's good at doing a lot of things. But he just 
thousand. I could tell him what I know. Yeah. I could guide him. But his head won't go deep enough to understand what I'm saying. That's the problem. Speaking of which, I have to congratulate you. You've officially beaten Mario Andretti on one more thing, yeah. which is you've gone about 45 minutes longer than he did yeah. with us. Yeah. All right. So Do you know Tony Stewart? Oh, yeah. He, you know, he was my, think about like the days that I quit yeah. and started doing only things like the Fast Masters, something yeah. like that, yeah. you know. He was my hero. Yeah, Tony Stewart's I mean, the man. He's the I man. used to watch him in the papers. That son of a bitch goes, yeah, man. Yeah, he yeah. wins everything. Yeah, he's the man. So Tony Stewart's driving us around the country and been really nice and patient. Yeah. But he's, I'm pretty he's sure he's sitting in the car right hoping now. we're going to bring him some food. Yeah, he's and been in there five hours. We have to drive to California now Yeah. to go meet Miss Linda Vaughn. Yeah. So uh, Continental's got the check. I liked him before. I love him now. We always joke about the heroes thing. Don't meet your heroes. Bobby Unser's awesome. What a fun guy. Crazy stories. A lot of laughs. Gave us a crazy amount of time. And also, uh, just a quick shout out to Lisa Unser, who uh, was actually there in silence with us and, uh, you know, had all the patience in the world to sort of help us get through it. So, yeah. uh, major shout out, of course, to Acura and Continental. They're, of course, big supporters of us here in our fourth year of doing this. Uh, and the, 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 the tweets and the Facebooks and the, and the Insta and the, snaps and the, the, the MySpaces and the Friendsters, uh, they, they all make a big difference, but they really do. When you guys tag them, yep. it makes a massive impact. Uh, even if you don't own an Acura or Honda product, thank them for their support. Support. Yes. Um, and uh, Continental, you should absolutely own their product. There's no excuse not to. They make so much stuff. And they love this crap. They love all the stuff they're letting us do. Speaking of love. Yes. You know who I love? I do. Sam Elliott. And? Not uh, and me? Sam Elliott. Oh, right. Now, I'm lukewarm to you. Fair. Um, That's fair. So if anybody can get us uh, a hold of none other than Mr. Sam Elliott himself, that'd yeah. be really great for us because we'd love to meet him and sit down with a lunch or a dinner. Is that voice? I don't know. All right. I'm just going with it. Hey, music. <laughs> Our next song is from Butterscotch Stanley. It's going to have some bad language. Don't listen if you don't like bad language. You were warned. Also, a shout out to Fred Petke, Horatio Frey, Tristan Wood, and my friend Christopher DeHard on uh, giving us a suggestion of Bobby Unser. Hope you enjoyed, but if you didn't, that's on you, man. I like the smell of peanut butter and the design of white scrunchies. I'll do yoga in the morning I'll drink tea instead of coffee Take my life less fucking seriously 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 